Wait, what? Where are we? What's happening? Oh, hi. Hey, viewing party listeners. You made it to this podcast. You found us online. Hope you use the hashtag mini pot squad. Wesley and Katie and some cats. Watching movies, eat in snacks. We're not sponsored by anybody. We don't even have a Patreon. We're just having fun. Welcome to viewing parties. What's a test? Viewing parties. Chanting all over your tatum. Viewing party. Remind me that my boyfriend doesn't like my Ryan. I reminded myself. I was gonna say I don't know how like, else to add to that. Listen, who but who doesn't like Meg Ryan? Like a that, lot of people don't. A lot of people don't. Yeah, Meg Ryan is like a hate club. I think it's kind of like, um, I'm trying to think of another actress that like this happened to. This doesn't make any sense. Like, um, uh, what is her name? I don't really. It was care. in Princess Diaries. Oh. Anne Hathaway. You know how oh. people like started hating her for no real reason other than she got older? It's like a little off-putting sometimes. Like, she was a woman who wasn't super young anymore. <laughs> I don't... But Meg... But Meg Ryan... But how old was Meg Ryan when she started making movies? Listen, Meg Ryan is a national treasure. <laughs> she is America's sweetheart. Where she was for a really long time. Like, how could you not love... She's got the curly, spunky hair, the big eyes, and the cute little nose. And sometimes her just, like, when she's surprised, she shows, shows you a little bunny teeth. And you're like, <laughs> Meg! You're like a little... She looks like a little mouse. <laughs> like a mouse that you want to, like, kiss all the time. And she just has, like, flawless skin... And her hair always looks perfect, even when it looked really stupid. Was that ponytail that uh, one? That ponytail, <laughs> and in and in 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 the the email one, the internet one. <laughs> you got mail. You got mail. Did we watch she that? Had it like we did. I thought we did. Birthday last year. I thought she so. had her hair all like flat ironed, and it looked stupid. <laughs> and it was the exact part. She still looked wonderful. <laughs> And it just flipped around like nobody's business. <laughs> she's just like sweet, and she does this thing when she's like, when she's like, okay, I have to act a little tough, and she like wiggle her shoulders a little bit, yeah, and her chin up, and you're like, Meg's about to tell him what's what, and be totally taken <laughs> off guard by her love for him. <laughs> and it's like I do that too, and I'm like, no, I gotta put my foot down. I'm like, oh, but I, and you know what? I love him. Sometimes that's more important. Than me being right about things, and she always learns a great lesson. And <laughs> Meg Ryan can't be loved. I can't be loved. Oh no! I like Meg Ryan so much. She's so great. She's so cute. She's so cute. She's like quintessential nineties, and oh, I love it. Oh, you couldn't have had that whole decade without her. Well, Can she's you imagine like, a world without Meg Ryan. No, it would right? be sad. I love that she's in all three of the like the trilogy of Nora Ephron rom rom coms. Good, because she's perfect. Yeah, she's the most lovable creature. I just want to like meet her so much. I don't know if I could be 
be with Matthew. If he doesn't love Meg Ryan, what hope do we have? I guess you'll <laughs> we'll have to fight him for her, I guess. I can't fight for Meg Ryan's honor. <laughs> take him we had this argument yep. once Matthew and I had this whole argument about like who would win in a fight <laughs> between me and Matthew what, what was the conclusion I, he thinks he would win and I think I would oh well he was like no I would totally win because then I, we would just start snuggling and I was like no I'd still be punching you in your belly <laughs> you do that Meg Ryan I'm feisty thing I would be feisty little Meg Ryan <laughs> And I wouldn't, and I would be like, no, we're still fighting, and that's the end of it. And I might go to sleep because I'm tired, and I don't like fighting that much, and I'd probably cry. But that doesn't mean you'd win. That just means that I'm pausing until I wake up from my nap, and I'm rested, and you're asleep, and I'm going to take you by surprise because you think it's all over, and you were prepared. Wow. That's how a fight gets one girl. you got sometimes lie someone <laughs> After someone's been asleep for four hours. Yes! Yeah! You gotta take a nap in the middle? It's not a fight! I'm like, make them think the fight's over, and you're like, surprise! It ain't done, son! I love that you're. I'm not at all surprised that your style of fighting requires a nap. The style of fighting would require him quitting. Because he's a quitter. Because he quit his love for Matt Ryan. Send me a bucket of love. Surprisingly, this is all on topic for today. <laughs> I'm so mad. I'm so mad. Uh, He's going to love this. Yep. <laughs> Anyways, well, now that I gave away to the whole world the way that I'm going to win a fight with my boyfriend, because <laughs> we're totally going to fight when they just like fists, fists and elbows. No knees. Going to fist cuffs. bad knees. <laughs> oh, no. I didn't fight a coworker. What? I, I like that you're surprised by that. <laughs> so, my boss threw coupons for free Chipotle burritos up in the oh, air. Oh, well, now I'm not surprised. <laughs> and the Dave was like, I'm going to get them all. And I was like, no, Dave. And then I like, we're no, wrong. We're Dave. Wrong. <laughs> no, Dave. We're wrong. And then Dave and I roll around on the floor in front of the entire Oh my gosh. Look at these burritos. Fighting over burritos. I got one. Good. I don't know how many you got, but I was like, no, Dave, no. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and I was in an Eeyore onesie. Oh. <laughs> I think I remember seeing Snapchats of this or something. <laughs> oh, wait, no. Maybe I wasn't in the onesie anymore. Anyways, <laughs> I was in a onesie earlier. I was twerking in a, in a It was good. <laughs> Apparently, oh, fun fact. Okay, so I wore my Eeyore onesie. Don't worry about it. I wore it to work. It was, for, that had a good reason. And I won burritos because of it, so you're welcome. And so. I mean, it makes sense. You know, so some people got videos of me dancing, and then one of my coworkers, like, saved the video, and apparently her kids ask all the time, like, show me dancing Eeyore. Oh, no. They, like, want to, like, watch the video of me dancing. Oh, that's fantastic. Like, I want to see dancing and it's just me like fist pumping <laughs> in your costume. Oh my god! think it's like the best thing they've ever seen. <laughs> and I was like, "Y'all miss Vine." <laughs> yep. 
They have no idea. They have no idea the weird stuff that's out there. Uh, that's uh, funny. So yeah, that's how I became famous with children. <laughs> Dance with an eel one day for burritos. <laughs> 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 that's fantastic. Is that going to be at the top or the bottom of the episode now? I think it got too good. I think it did get too good. Hey everybody, that's Wesley. And that's Katie. And this is Viewing Party. Party. This is the podcast where we watch a movie and we talk about whatever we want, but <laughs> not the movie. You, you guys listen anyway, so... We should just thanks. have a Meg Ryan podcast and call it the Megcast. Yeah. They might think we're talking about that shark movie we almost watched, though. <laughs> Little Meg. You know what? We'll talk about that one just Megalodon <laughs> movie and Meg Ryan. There is a world... Where Meg Ryan is in that movie. <laughs> that would I'm not be... in that universe, but I want to be. Where she's actually just Meg Ryan swimming. Instead of the Megalodon? Like, yeah, everyone's just scared of Meg Ryan? Like, oh, God, no. It's, no, it's all, it's all the service staff is on the submarine, and she's just trying to order a sandwich. And they're like, I love the idea that, like, every scary scene is just replaced with her, like, (laughs) being quirky. Just, like, ordering food in a very particular way. (laughs) Uh, Now we think about that for a while. Anyway. (laughs) Anyways, hey, everybody. This is, uh, you're listening to this podcast, unfortunately. Not unfortunately. We're glad they're listening to us. Yeah. I just ranted about defending Meg Meg Ryan's honor. I mean, someone has to. Yeah, nobody else is, apparently. (laughs) You know, one time I won apples to apples by playing the Meg Ryan card. Yeah? Yep. Because my dad loves Meg Ryan, too. (laughs) So does my dad. (laughs) He loves Sleepless in Seattle. Uh, It's a plaid movie, remember? It's a plaid movie. I don't know, man. I think my dad. I think my dad just really like. I he he, he just think. Well, look she, at who he married. Well, yeah, I can see that. Like Robin looks like Meg Ryan. Yeah. And I have always thought that I'm like Robin just looks like Meg Ryan. So I like played the Meg Ryan card during Apples to Apples, and Dad was like, oh. I think Meg, yeah. especially in the '90s, she was like the like you said like we all know she was America's sweetheart, but she was like the girl next door like safe actress you know she was safe she was feisty and she was like always well dressed i guess (laughs) for the time time for the time and she was just like she always just had like something that she was doing and she wasn't like super concerned with what everybody else thought of her all the time she was just like doing her thing being a great person being like smart and funny and pretty Mm -hmm. she's just like yeah she wasn't like you know, a Jezebel. Yeah. <laughs> she was just like, yep, this is this is what I'm doing. For me, it f- kind of feels like how, like, all moms love Harrison Ford. All dads love Meg Ryan. I think it's just that thing. Except for mine! What? Boyfriend. Oh. <laughs> who is a dad. <laughs> well, Listen. Different generation, I guess, then. No, same. <laughs> same. <laughs> <laughs> No. No, just it's in like, between. Oh, yeah, he's an in-betweener. 
What's that? Gen, Gen, Gen y? X. Gen X. Gen X? Yeah. Who's Gen Y? Is that us? Gen, yeah. Yes, we're Gen Y millennials, and then Gen Z is the group that's, like, high school right now, and, Those guys like, suck. in college. Ugh, Gen Z sucks. They're actually pretty cool. They're just young still. They're stupid still. <laughs> They're still just dumb versions of themselves. Uh, A little bit. There's some of them that are great. I think they're going to do good things. I hope so. Yeah. Because we're doing all right. Yeah. We're doing some cool stuff. Yeah. Y'all wouldn't have iPhones like you do if it wasn't for millennials. Actually. <laughs> Not like you do. Well, We I wouldn't guess. have all these pixels. <laughs> we have given you so many pixels, Grandpa. <laughs> okay. Why can't you be grateful? <laughs> now we're getting off the rails. Oh, my Lord. You want to park and rec? Yeah, let's do some park and recs before we get crazy here. Uh, what have you been watching? Um, Let's see. So, I watched... Have you heard of the rom-com with Keanu Reeves and Winona Ryder? What they called? It's called Destination Wedding. No. I don't know if it was in theaters, but it's on Amazon Prime? Yeah on Prime right now, and I was, like, fascinated, because basically they go to a wedding, they're both invited to, like, a wedding they don't want to go to, mm-hmm. a destination wedding, and then, like, fall for each other. Oh, great. And I've been interested in, like, how is that gonna work out? And I watched it on Friday. It's okay. It's not great. I'm giving myself a zigzag part. Okay. No, suck it up. <laughs> I can't tell you're facing the other direction. <laughs> but nope. <laughs> it was interesting because, like, they, I think they tried to make the dialogue like the Nora Ephron movies where there's a lot of talk, mm-hmm. but it wasn't nearly as good as these movies. Some of it was funny. Most of it was just like, why is Keanu Reeves just ranting and being cynical this whole movie? That's all he ever does. So... <laughs> that was a thing I watched. You're like, well, okay. <laughs> okay, what did I watch? I wa- So I spent one evening this week, I just felt like watching movies that were upsetting. Oh. I did. I watched Gone Girl and Get Out in the same evening. Oh, wow. By myself. That's intense. I loved it. <laughs> I just really wanted to, like, get mad about something. <laughs> and so I did. Wow. But I also really... The scene in Gone Girl that really sticks out to me is when... Have you seen it? No. You can spoil it. It's fine. No, it's so good. No, this is a movie that we're going to watch on the podcast, so I'm not going to spoil it for you. Okay. It has to do with Neil Patrick Harris. Okay. I've heard about him being in that and there being a twist. Whoa. And I'm like, yeah. And sometimes I think, I want to watch that scene. And then you might not be friends with me after you watch that scene. You'll be like, you want to watch this? I'm like, yes. Sometimes I do. I just found the whole thing so like, what? Yeah. Um. So I just really wanted to like see that. But I also had been thinking about Gone Girl a lot. With like the Kavanaugh hearings and stuff. And yeah. it's an interesting, it's a, it's a really interesting mm, yeah. take. And I know some people have come out of that movie and been like, see, women lie about sexual assault. And it's like, no. 
I read a statistic that, like, you're more likely to be struck by lightning than to be falsely accused of sexual harassment. I absolutely believe that. And I was like, of course you are. Like, of course. Like, right. the amount of times that that is a lie is so incredibly small. Yeah. yeah, people who are idiots are like, this is a movie about a woman who's lying about this and that, and so this is why... We need to be care, and I was like, "No, this is she's a sociopath." Right. Like right. this woman is not stable. Right. Yeah. She is like an outlier in this whole thing. Like she is like well, and then okay, so this leads me then into a lot of other things that have happened this week. So I watched that movie, and I was like, "Ah, oh, this is a movie about a sociopath. Like this is someone who has no empathy." Sees other people as, like, pawns in her game Mm -hmm. and, like, manipulates everything around them. And it's awesome. So we're totally going to watch that movie. I didn't realize you hadn't seen it. Well, I never read the book, and I'm weird about seeing movies before I read books. If it's an adaptation. It is. Then I need to read the book. Almost. Honestly, though, it's the only movie I've seen maybe ever that is, like, nearly, like, page for page the book. Yeah. So you don't have to read the book. Yeah, I just personally feel like I always have to. Well, get over it. We're so gonna I'm going to have to read the book like real fast before we watch yeah, it. Yeah, just read it. Just, or listen to it. You might want to listen to it. I'm not a mm. listener of books for some reason. I think I have a copy you can use it to read. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing else. You can't use it for anything else. Anyways, so it's a movie about a woman who's a sociopath. Yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah. It's so, so good. It's also long. It's so, so good. And so, um, I love, I love it. I loved the book. I love the movie. I love all of it. And then that brought me to, I've been watching Shane Dawson's documentary on Jake Paul on YouTube. Okay. I know. (laughs) Your little eye roll was like, I was like, that's a lot of things. You're like, oh (laughs) God, what do you know about any of these people? Uh, not much. (laughs) I know, but what do you know? About any of these people. I've heard of those names. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah, so that's what I've been doing. I've been watching a lot of weird stuff about sociopaths lately. Uh, I mean, Get Out falls into that category a whole yeah, lot, too. Yeah. It's a whole family of sociopaths, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, they might have been psychopaths. Let me be Let me be clear. Yeah. Did you watch it? No. It's not scary. I know. It's just nerve-wracking. Just, You're like, what? Still nerve-wracking is not high on my list of emotions I like to enjoy. But these are important <laughs> I know, films. but... Listen, if I gotta watch When Harry Met Sally, like, it's an important film. Nobody's... <laughs> this is not on the level. <laughs> of Get Out? No. And Gone Girl? They're important. Did you watch 12 Years a Slave? No. That's an important movie. Do you value yourself? (laughs) I've gotten to the point where if I'm going to go do something, like, I want to be entertained at the movies. Like, I've read lots of serious books and articles and whatever, and I don't necessarily want to go to the movies and spend two hours doing that. I want to do something happy. Wesley, I like... (laughs) you <laughs> no i mean this like i like i hear that people hit that mark at some point where like no i just do it's like i to. I, under, I, I totally get the importance of it but like i don't want to go spend like my sunday afternoon off like doing something super heavy so 
Are you going to cry? No. Oh, you, I just saw, like, water in your eyes. And I was like, There's, like, the glass. light. Oh, God, I'm very backlit. That is why you're crying. You're like, I'm crying because of the sunshine, Katie. There's... Sunshine makes me so sad. <laughs> All right, sadness. <laughs> sadness goes to the movie. I just want to watch something fun for <laughs> so joy and sadness it makes it's me really so good. funny it's That's funny though because like sadness always wants to watch happy movies i'm like i need to watch something dark yep I'm like, <laughs> i got enough dark in my head like let's put on something cheesy <laughs> i'm gonna watch that david Tennant movie again for the 12th time <laughs> yeah. i just need to watch the decoy brand okay All right. i almost put that on my birthday list and then i changed my mind okay. so it's fine it's fine <laughs> maybe next year yeah so, yeah, you've been, you know, watching that. I've been watching sociopath things. Yeah. Well, so. I've also been watching, like, w- weird, old, like, thriller movies on TV. Mm. That one channel that I got, that I get that I was telling you guys about last week where I watched that, like, werewolf movie. Yes. They started showing a whole series from, I don't know when. It's black and white, so that's how old the TV show is. Correct. So it's old. Um... It's kind of like Twilight Zone, but not. It's a show called Thriller that Boris Karloff was the, like, host of. That was on one of the televisions in the lobby of the news station this morning. Well, that's, it's on, like, yeah. Channel 4 or something. Listen, this morning, a little girl shot a man on television <laughs> on the black and white show. Not right, like, yeah. So, like, I, I turned it on, and I was like, this is interesting. And it they clearly use, like, a shot of the house from Psycho, and I was like, good job reusing that. But it was, like, just weird, like, short-form thriller movies with, like, Boris Karloff. So, yeah. Yeah, it's good. It was just, yeah, fa- it was fascinating. Girl, like, had a gun, and she shot a man, and she kept saying, I'm going to shoot him, and they're like, no. And the little girl shot the guy... And then I was, like, reading subtitles trying to figure out what was going on. Yeah. And then, so then the woman in the room, like, went to, I say try, meaning she was, she, her intention was not to get the gun out of the girl's hand. Her intention was to just try. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I that was on, the acting scene. They're like, were like, oh. People were like, oh, I'm going to try to do that. I'm like, then you're doing nothing. You're wasting a lot of time. Go do it or don't. Like, quit trying. Do or do not. There is no like, try. Seriously. <laughs> trying is just like a way to say like, why? Well, it's just a way to like get, like excuse yourself from not getting anything done. It's like, yeah. well, I was trying. And I'm like, okay. Clearly, you were only trying. You weren't really going to do anything. I find it very frustrating. Yeah. (sighs) The way that we excuse ourselves with language is very important. Mm -hmm. Words are important. True. So, anyway, so the woman was clearly only going to try to get the gun in the girl's hand because she was, like, kind of behind her and using, like, one arm (laughs) on the girl's arm. And then the girl, and, like, and then the girl, like, shot a chandelier and everyone stopped to like look at that and then she was like oh I'm gonna keep trying and then like the flashback stopped and I was like this is the worst I love it yeah (laughs) the one that I saw had Rip Torn in it and he was playing a guy who like had to stay in this old creepy haunted house overnight in order to like inherit it from his family or something 
It was a very much a TV plot. This is plot. not the ghost of Mr. Chicken. <laughs> it was, no, it was nowhere near that. And um, I, I think he ended up dying, and then, like, his cousins inherit it, and then, like, there's a whole, like, there's a ghost. That, it's a whole thing. And then but, the ghosts <laughs> and the stuff. It was them. a... I was just like, why is this show? It was really interesting and weird. Why but is this show? I read that... Um, Stephen King loved it, and it, like, when he was growing up, it was, like, the, like, horror thriller, like, pinnacle. Nice. And then, apparently, was influenced by that, which I'm not surprised. Thanks, Boris. I like Boris Karloff. He's interesting. He's pretty great. <laughs> well, you want to talk about this movie? Yeah, we should, probably. How far into this are uh, we? About 40 minutes. Good God! <laughs> I'm sorry I talked so long about sociopaths. It's fine. Again. <laughs> That's, like, one of our taglines. I'm sorry, I talked about Sophie Jopat so long again. <laughs> Definitely get that on the Instagram real quick. Um, yeah, we watched a fall movie, which you can probably guess by the... Autumnal. Uh, beginning of the rant at the beginning of this podcast. Yep. We watched When Harry Met Sally. Which you'd never seen before. I've never seen it, and I've always wanted to, but I was never, like, in quite the right headspace for yeah. it. Yeah. And today's the day. I like this movie. Since I'm going to Megan Ryan's wedding tonight, yep. I should watch a Meg Ryan movie. Also, this worked out really handily. This movie has... Handily. Handily. Not sure that's a word. Um, it is now. This movie has Carrie Fisher in it. Yeah. And I'm wearing my Star Wars yeah. shirt with uh, Princess Leia on it today. And it says... And it says, a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. And has her face. Yeah. But also... Today would have been her birthday. Stop! Yeah, ah! I saw that on Twitter. That today would have been Carrie Fisher's 62nd birthday. Oh, 62 and thriving. Yeah. So sad we don't have her anymore. But what a coincidence. What were we doing with her when we did? Putting her in Star Wars movies. Okay. <laughs> Next. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I just thought that was really interesting. So... We, now you know what day we recorded this. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Carrie Fisher's birthday. Hello, Matilda. Is she back? She just poked her. She Whoa. honestly, it was the most comedic little like <laughs> head poking in thing I've ever seen a cat do. In you person. Being dramatic. <laughs> Always. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Are you being dramatic? <laughs> I made her meow. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we watched when Harry met Sally, which is one of the. I consider it the trilogy of Nora Ephron movies. So she did this, um, You've Got Mail, which we covered a Last year ago, year. and uh, Sleepless in Seattle. All the Meg Ryan, Nora Ephron. Ooh, so good. 90s rom coms that so good. everything tries to live up to. And they don't. Nope, you can't. So. Yeah, you. I've talked about the last couple movies, I think. <laughs> So, this movie, we'll do, I can do, we don't need to get into, there's not like a whole, I mean, the recap is very the simple. The recap is simple. So, there's like these two, we start when they're in college, and Harry, uh, Sally is driving from Chicago to New York City. After and college graduation. After college. And Harry needs a ride, so they drive, what was it, 12 hours, they 18 said? 18 hours. So long. That's a yeah. long drive. Um, so they ride out together. So that's the first time they meet, and they basically hate each other. They have, like, 
a ton of arguments. The one wonderful thing about these movies is the dialogue is so good. It's so good. And so you have, like, the, you only see, like, one or two scenes of them um, driving, but basically they just t- determine why they can never be friends. Um, so then the next time you... The, also interspliced between... Um, breaks in the story are these couples that they're interviewing. Yeah. They're, like, sitting on a couch being interviewed about, like, how they met and how they fell in love and, like, what their relationship was like, and they're all really yeah. cute, and I like them. Some of them cuter than others, yeah. but all of them lovely. Yeah. My favorite is the one with, um, where they were, like, at a dance, and she's, like, he started walking across the room, and I thought he was coming to see my friend Maxine, because men are always crossing rooms to talk to Maxine. <laughs> And she was shooting, and then, but he wasn't. He was talking to me, and then she says, "And I knew, like you know, about a good melon." I knew, I knew, I knew, like you know about a good melon. It's so great, and I was like, "Oh, that's very you, Wesley." <laughs> it's such a great I was line. Like, what was? I liked the couple that was like telling the story at the same time and yeah. giving different details about the same like, thing. We were on the ninth floor, and like, I was on the twelfth floor, and he crossed nine extra floors. <laughs> <laughs> You were like, that's me. I was like, that's me. Some of them were very, very... Some of them were so good. Some of them, she goes... She goes... He says, um... She looked just like she... She looked... She looked as whatever... As good as she did at 16. Yeah. And she... She was as beautiful as she was and whatever. And she goes... And he... Well, you know, he looked the same. <laughs> and I was like, oh. He looked just the same. Just the same. And I was like, you guys. So like, great. That was cute. So, I didn't care for the couple that, like, the guy had been married a thousand times yeah. in between being married to her and then being yeah. married again. I was like, okay. That one was kind of weird. He's like, I'll never forget. I, I, they met I again at a funeral. <laughs> I'll never forget. I walked up to you and I said, what did I say? <laughs> she said, you said, what are you doing after? <laughs> That's right, that's right. <laughs> You're just like, who are you two? Like, oh my god. So crazy. So anyway, those are in between all the like time jumps yeah, they're that great. we have. So the first time Harry and Sally meet is when they're driving across the country. The second time he stops her at an airport because she's dating a friend, someone he knew in college or something. Just like a, I like a guy like that they knew. Like another lawyer that he knows. Yeah. Um, Joey. Yeah, Joe. And so, Which is super interesting because my friend Meg, who's going to become Meg Ryan. Yeah. Is dating a Joey. Oh, no. She's, she's marrying Joey. Oh. Which is super he fun. did want to marry her after all. Yeah. Um, so they meet on a plane, and they have a whole... Like, he forgets who she is and then remembers later, and they have a whole other discussion to find out that she just started dating Joe, he's getting married. Um, basically, she's super annoyed with him the entire time. Um <laughs> So they get off the plane, don't see each other again for, like, six years. Um, when they do, they, you find out they meet in a bookstore that time, and he's getting a divorce, and she's just broken up with Joe, and they decide that they should, like, catch up and become friends. And so yeah. you start seeing them become friends as you also see, like, their friends that they go back and forth and talk to. So you've got... Uh, Harry's friend Jess, who is a guy who is a writer, just like uh, Sally, who is a journalist. And then um, Sally's friend, 
Marie, who is Carrie Fisher, who is this woman who is constantly telling them about, like, the guy she's... Arthur. Yeah, she's thinks she's dating, that he's having an affair with her and won't leave his wife. And she's like, I keep finding these receipts of things for his wife. She's never going to leave her. And they're like, her friends are like, no. No, of course like, he's, he's not. He's never going to leave her. And it's interesting because, like, they don't tell her to break up with him. They're just like, they're he's like, not leaving his wife, though. Like, you need to know. Like, it's never going to happen. Never going to happen. Yep. We're just going to keep telling you and for six years until you figure it out. Hi, Matilda. What you doing? What? So... <laughs> I just talk back to her. <laughs> what do you want? I told Tallulah the other day that she needed to stop yelling at me in the morning and that we couldn't go on like this anymore. <laughs> Did she so, listen? How? She just <laughs> yelling at me. She gets hungry in the morning and she's like, Rah! and I'm like, okay, yeah. I'll feed you. Matilda gets like that, but like if a door is slightly shut and she can't figure out how to get it open. Oh, Lord. And I'm just like, will you go away? Just like, I don't want you here. Like, Take it's not that hard. <laughs> Anyway, so where were we in the storyline? They're friends now. So they're friends. They... They try to hook up Jess and Marie on a date. Yeah, they're kind of trying to date other people. They try to set up each other yeah. with Jess and Marie, and it backfires, and Jess and Marie start dating, and both of them are both single again, and they're like, oh. dang it. <laughs> but, um... And then you start seeing, like, they're shopping for, like, a gift for Jess and Marie's housewarming and all these different things, um... They kind of act like a couple, but don't. Yeah, they're not like touchy feely. They just yeah, they're just like best friends. Yeah, they just talk. Yeah, they're just good to each other, you know. Yeah, they just tell each other what's what. Which I like. It's a good friend. It's good. And then while they're out shopping at Sharper Image, (laughs) they run into um, Harry's ex. Uh, I forget her name. Helen. Patricia. It's gonna make up a name. <laughs> that sounds like a good 80s name, though. <laughs> but no, it was Helen and Ira, the guy that, like, she moved out, like, broke up with him to start dating. Um, so he's a mess and, like, freaks out about that. They have a big fight. And then, like, more time passes. You start seeing... I'm trying to think what else. Um... Is there, like, a New Year's party in there? You see, like, every holiday go yeah, by. Yeah, they, like, you know, like, help <clears throat> each other out with tree shopping, and they, like, kick it at a New Year's party. And yeah, they're doing all this stuff together. They're out having lunch, and, you know, they're, the, you know, the iconic scene is when they're out at a diner, and he's like, yeah, like, I always have great sex with women and they're always very happy. And she's like, oh, okay. Like, none of them have ever faked. And he's like, no. She's like, well, how would you know? And he's like, well, I would just know. And she's like, but how could you possibly know? Because yeah. women, all women do it. So, like, how, like, yeah, no she says, way. like, uh, if every like, woman's like, done it and men never think it happens to them, like, like do, do the math. <laughs> Like, he's he just like, like no, it's not uh, real. And she was like, oh, okay. And so then she fakes an orgasm in the restaurant <laughs> to prove a point. And he's like, okay. All right. <laughs> Clearly. So, like I said, we were watching this. Uh, Sesame Street does a really yeah. good parody of this. 
They have this thing called crummy pictures that they do on YouTube and they like parody all these famous movies. It's really good. And they have one where like they're at the deli and like there's a character that looks just like Sally who's in line like in front of Cookie Monster and he has to like wait his turn to get his food. And like it's really cute. I'll have to link to it because all the crummy pictures make me happy. (laughs) All crummy pictures are great. Are great pictures. They're so good. So yeah, they keep having like all this stuff going. They're always talking to each other about everything. Um, At some point, she finds out that Joe, her ex, is getting married, and she thought she was over him. But it turns out, like she realized, like she says, I thought he didn't want to get married, but it turns out he just didn't want to get married to me. And she's a big disaster and calls Harry to come over. yeah, well, she was a, a mess because they broke up because um, she realized that she wanted to have a family and he didn't, so yeah. then they broke up. Yeah. Because they wanted different things now. And it turned out, like, like... She was like, it's not that he didn't want to get married, he just didn't want to marry me. Yeah. Which, like, girl, been there. <laughs> I also happens. love how she says right after that, she's like, and I'm going to be 40. And he's like, when? And she's like, someday. someday. He's like... In eight years. And she's like, but it's out there. And I'm like, I'm, I get that too. Like, yeah, yeah, that's coming. <laughs> so, like, he's over at their place. They end up sleeping together and then freaking out about it. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was trying to get ready. But I wasn't ready. Oh, no. Hey. So, yeah, they sleep together and then freak out about it and like it must be a weeknight because he has to they both have to go to work the next day and they both call uh jess and marie and i like how they do the like split screen in that Mm -hmm. say that's really good where they're like split screen the two of them are in bed and like they're talking to their respective friends and then it's so nice um so they freak out and then they like have a real awkward like, couple weeks after that where, like... Yeah. They don't really know how to act around each other. Yeah. Um, and then while all this is happening, um, Jill... Jill. Who's Jill? Okay. Jill and Hall. <laughs> Jess and Marie are getting married, and, of course, they are the best man and the maid of honor, mm-hmm. and so they have to literally stand facing each other for the whole ceremony mm-hmm. at this wedding that they're trying to be, like there for their friends but are kind of miserable the whole time have a big fight and he's like can we just talk about this and she's like it just happened and he's like it's been three weeks and they have this big blow up argument about it and then then I just blanked after what happens after the wedding do we just skip to New Year's? yeah kind of I can't remember no 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 there's like a whole thing where he is calling her all the time and is like yeah he's trying to like get a hold of her and just like I'm gonna do the Christmas the traditional Christmas grovel yeah (laughs) and he's just trying to talk to her because he just wants to figure out what's going on and be friends again and she's upset she's like it's not gonna happen because she tells him at one point like I'm not your consolation prize like you can't just keep coming back to me yeah and I had a very like uh Rod and Hermione moment right yeah. then, and I was just like, mm, "Yep, you can't just like expect that girl to always be there when you're like um, done with whatever relationship you're doing." And nope, that is Show not 
how it works, and she tells him, like, that is not how it's going to work, um, which was nice. So eventually, it's New Year's. She's at the New Year's party with um, that they go to every year that they had said last year, if neither of us have a date, we'll go together. Yeah. And she ends up, she's there with some friend of that Marie has set her up with or something. Mm-hmm. Some random guy that we, I don't ever, we don't even actually see, really. Um, and he's out, like, pacing, walking the streets, like, it's fine, I'm happy. I love being alone on New Year's. It's great, <laughs> trying to convince himself. <laughs> it's totally fine. And she's having an awful time at the party and wants to leave. And then you see, like, something change in his, like, he's thinking about something and then, like, starts running towards the party. Oh, no, the song It Had to Be You started playing oh. all over their subconscious. Oh, yeah, because he has this, like, flashback <laughs> to, like, being friends and you see, like, this montage of all the, like, happy moments they've like, had. well, I guess we can never be friends. Yeah. And he's like, <gasps> oh... I have to go find her. Yeah, so he does the classic run through the streets of New York to find someone. Also, no one's ever frightened by someone running at night. Also, I cannot believe that the streets of New York have zero people on them except him. Even at New Year's Eve. On New Year's Eve. (laughs) Like, I know it was 1988 or whatever when they did this, but like. Square, but like, for real. Really? There's no one. There's just the taxis who won't stop. Stupid. Anyway, so... There's that. He shows up at the party just as she's getting ready to leave the party, and he gives this whole speech about how much he loves her. And he says the really sweet thing where he's like, when you realize you want to start... You want to spend the rest of your life with someone, you want it to start as soon as possible. She's just like, you make it so hard to hate you. And I hate you. I really do. Which is, like, so good. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I do that to Matthew all the time. He'll say... Like, I want to be upset, and he'll say the funniest, nicest thing, and I'm just, You're like, just like, I hate, uh-huh. and I just say, like, I hate you. I hate, which I'm just like, I'll love It's I'll in love that you. very much, like, 10 things I hate about you poem yeah. kind of way. Yeah. And you're just like... I hate the way... Not even a little bit. Not so. even at all. No. Uh. No, not even a little bit. <laughs> not even at all. So, the movie ends when, basically, they're kissing on New Year's Eve, and all have all made up. And then they do a little interview where they're on the couch. They're the couple on the couch that's telling the story of how it took 12 years and three months for them to finally decide to get to silently... Get married. Yes, to get married. I can't say words today. And then they have a whole joke about, like, the cake with the sauce on the side because she always orders things. It's very important because sometimes it gets soggy and so you have to get it on the side. I love (laughs) he describes it. He's like... She is the best at ordering things. She'll find the best thing on the menu and do it in such a way that even the chef didn't know it would do that. Like, I'm <laughs> like, it was kind of sarcastic, but kind of also like, such, he was such like admiring of that trait of How hers. How do you do that? <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. I love this, this movie. movie. It takes oh. like 12 years of movie time, but it's, it's real fun. I love it. It's so weird that it's Billy Crystal. It really is. He's not attractive? No. The whole time I was like, maybe he will, and he grew a beard, and I was like, well, that's better at least, but like. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Listen, Meg Ryan is a national treasure. I guess they just couldn't get Tom Hanks for this movie, maybe. Tom was like, I'm done. (laughs) Everyone was like, what? He's like, I gotta go. I mean, it would have been a whole different vibe if it had been. Tom Hanks was like, I gotta do big. 
trip was probably first. He's very young in that one. Probably. He got big. He's, like, I don't know. I don't know what he Wait, was in at this time. You keep talking, and I'm gonna figure out. Look up Tom Hanks. <laughs> what movie did? What year did this come out? Eighty nine, I think. But yeah, I really like this movie. There's a lot of good light, like. The Nora Ephron dialogue in all of her movies are so good, mm-hmm. but I especially love some of the stuff in this movie, like when they're on the plane and she tells Harry, like, you look like a normal person, but really you're the angel of death, and they just have these great little quips about things. This was what year? 89. Was it big? <laughs> Turner and Hooch. Oh, I love Turner and Hooch. Get I almost face. bought it on DVD this weekend, also, and I did it. <laughs> he was also in The Burbs that year. I didn't see that one. We used to watch Turner and Hooch a lot when I was a kid. Uh, no, but they did a dip- they did Joe versus the Volcano. Oh, which is like so it was like the yeah. same time period. The year after. Yeah. So like they were, they were doing They were in things. a lot of things together. I yeah. like that he has become America's dad and is like so the best person. Every time. So great. Yeah, I just want to read off his filmography because it's pretty good. He was in Punchline the year before. Um, when was Splash? Was he in Splash? Yeah. Uh, 84. Okay. They're remaking that with yeah. Channing Tatum, so it's going to be in our Tatumverse. Yeah, 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 yeah. Someday. Yes. Uh, oh. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Wait, for real? Oh, wait, never mind. Oh. <laughs> I got... 89 and 98 mixed up. And I'm oh. like, there's no way. Oh, gotcha. It. it was like, a, yeah. So he they were doing some stuff. <laughs> they were doing some other things. And they were like, like two of the biggest movie stars in those years. <laughs> so. Anyways, maybe we should do a Tom Hanks like filmography. That's actually a good idea. Yeah. I, I feel like someone maybe be, might be doing that already. Uh, like a whole Tom Hanks podcast. The Hanks cast. Yeah. It's, I think it might be called like Thanks for the Memories or something. Hanks. Like T. Hanks. Like, thanks. Oh, stop. Yeah. Get out. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Okay. We need to find it and like make sure we give them props. Wait. That was, never mind. I'm so mixed up by my <laughs> years. I don't know what millennium I'm in. Oh no. Half the time. Oh no. Uh but yeah, Big was eighty eight, so we did big then. really close to this, yeah. Yeah. I That's love funny. Big. I bought big from my dad. Big is such a weird big is a big is I love big. I and it's the one I think it's a singular problem that everybody has with this movie is that a child sleeps with a woman. Yeah. <laughs> like that was a weird plot point. Yeah. Everything, like, I actually I haven't feel, seen it for a long time. I feel nauseous when I think about that concept. Yeah. And I'm like, what man wrote this? Yes. <laughs> like. Definitely a man wrote that. This was not because if a woman was the one writing this script or doing any of the continuity, like, if a woman was involved. Because, like, 13 going on 30. Like, like it's kind of the opposite where it's a little girl as a grown woman. Yeah. And like, she is weirded out. She's like, oh no, we're not doing this. But like, what yeah. is he, like eight or something? 
Like this Something. little kid yeah. is like, like I want to be big. And then he's a 30-year-old man. Maybe he's like 12. Still. Still, yeah. Like but at least at 12, it like, is a child. they would know what was happening he's as opposed to eight. He's about to have, eight. like, sex with a woman. Like, yeah. Oh, such a creepy uh, It's such a, like, creepy fantasy yeah. thing that's, that's weird. like, super messed up. That's the weird. rest of the movie is great. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. This is why we have the word problematic. Yeah. It's like, this didn't ruin everything. But it, like, was pretty jacked did up you for ever, this um, Did you ever read the article Molly Ringwald wrote about The Breakfast Club? No, but I heard that it's good. It's really good, because she talks about, like, how yeah. she has, like, a love-hate relationship with those movies now, mm-hmm. because they did make her career, and, yeah. like, they are so much a part of society and pop culture, but, like... Talk about problematic. Oh, my God. Like, there's a lot of stuff in that movie that's That's real problematic and very, like, sexual assault and, like, lots of stuff where she's just, like, I, like, in today's world, I would never agree to do that in a movie. And I would never want that to be in a movie. And it probably wouldn't be in movies the way that it is. No. And was accepted in the 80s. Nope. But she has a really, really smart perspective on it, having been in it. So... Good. We'll link to that. It's a really good article. Hi, Kat. You must be lonely today. You look lonely. She keeps bringing me her toys, like, let's play, and then runs away with them. Okay. So, want to hear some fun facts about this movie? Yes, please. Harry and Sally were modeled after director Rob Reiner and screenwriter Nora Ephron. Nice. Except for the falling in love part. Right. But, like, their I friendship can see and their, like, banter. Yeah. Uh, which is fun. Uh... Oh, the How We Met interludes were real love stories. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's good. That they, means the Melon yeah. story is real. That I makes know. me happy. They interviewed elderly <laughs> couples about how they fell in love in preparation for the movie. Oh, great. To, like, get ideas. Yeah. Um, and then they hired actors to retell the stories. Okay. But, like, it's a real love story from an elderly couple's perspective. Awesome. And then, like, they had, well, cause, yeah, they nice. hired actors. Uh, Nora hated the title. <laughs> I'm sure, yeah. She was much more clever than that. I mean, it would be a, it would be a tricky one to, like, name, because you don't want to be, like, Boy Meets Girl, or How They Met, or Harry, yeah. This Is Sally. They tried a bunch. Yeah. Um, they, what was funny is, um, Rob Reiner, Reiner, am I saying Yeah, that? yeah. He eventually turned the naming process into a contest amongst the crew members, and whoever picked the title would win a case of champagne. <laughs> so we're not sure who came up with the title, but, like, they got some bubbly out of it. Nice. Um, in the first draft of this movie, uh, they didn't end up together. Oh, I bl- I'm not surprised. Uh, that was the most realistic ending, but yeah. it's a movie, so... You need the so happy Nora was ending. Like, well, I mean, the same thing happened with uh, Pretty in Pink, where in the book version, she ends up with Ducky, but when they did it on screen, like, people hated that ending and they changed it. Oh. Um, Rob Reiner fell in love. He, like, met his wife while they were making the movie, and then they got married the year that the movie came out. Nice. (laughs) He's not a lot of great movies, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan weren't the first choices for the leads. Oh, interesting. Who was? Uh, Albert Brooks turned down the role because he thought the movie was uh, too reminiscent of Woody Allen. Oh, I can see that. 
Uh, he also turned down the lead role in Big and Pretty Woman, so what uh, Bad decisions there. Which is fine for the rest of us, because, yeah. like, he, you know, he wasn't that cute. <laughs> um, and I guess they also wanted Susan Day to, put, to play hmm. Sally. She was the host of, like, L.A. Law. Interesting. Um, they also considered Elizabeth Perkins. She was the love interest from Big. Okay. Um, and Elizabeth McGovern from Ordinary who. People. Um... Molly Ringwald was nearly classed, but she declined on a scheduling conflict. Interesting. She yeah. would have been a weird... She would have been interesting. Yeah. I think it would have worked. Yeah. Although, I wouldn't Billy have wanted Crystal her opposite and... Billy Crystal, though. No. That yeah. would have been... I think the age difference would have been weird. Uh, in 2004, the film was adapted into an unpopular stage play in London's <laughs> West End, and Molly Ringwald... Did play Sally then? Huh. Uh, and Luke Perry, who who's Luke? Luke Perry, Perry is from nine hundred two one zero. Is he the one that's from Fredericktown, Ohio? I feel like he's the one who's from near where I grew up. Uh, hold on. There's like this. I'm gonna read. Yeah. This so sentence. this guy. Oh yes. So Luke Perry and Allison Hannigan from How I Met Your Mother, she's Lily. Yeah. Uh, they played Harry and Sally in the first run in London and were later replaced by Michael Landis from Final Destination 2 and Molly Ringwald. Weird. Meg Ryan sort of paved the way for Julia Roberts. I don't know why this is a fun fact about the movie. Ryan's first leading role would have been as Shelby in Steel Magnolias, but she turned down the part to play Sally instead. Oh. oh, how interesting is that? That is interesting. Another up-and-coming actress named Julia Roberts took her place and later started Pretty Woman, another part Meg Ryan turned down. I'm glad she got those parts instead of Meg Ryan. Yeah, but I would have, I think I would have really, that's really interesting because I think Meg Ryan would have done an awesome job in both of them as well. Like, I think mm-hmm. Meg Ryan would have been a really fun Pretty Woman, but I think that Julia Roberts brought, like, an edge that Meg Ryan did not have. Yeah. She had like a like a hardness to her, yeah, which was perfect. Um, Billy Crystal and Rob Reiner are good friends, but whatever. The split screen scenes are iconic homage to nineteen fifty nine's Pillow Talk. Oh yeah, I like yeah, that because they have the um, the two of them yeah. in the bathtub on the phone, and which stuff. also influenced uh, Down with Love. Oh, it's Rob Reiner's mom who has the... I'll have what she's Yeah, having. I knew it was someone's mom. Cats uh, is proud of its famous scene in the... Yeah, Cats <laughs> Deli. A, there's a sign. This sign appears above the thing that says something Soda. about Meg Ryan. Oh, is there a little sign? <laughs> yeah, there's a sign that has like an arrow down at a table. Like this is where she sat. Yep. That's funny. Yep. Oh, God, no. Stop. No. Stop. Back up. Ah! No. Go forward. <laughs> okay, I just have a couple more. I just okay. have a couple more. Okay. Um, uh, stop giving me Halloween ads. I don't want them. No. I don't want Halloween. Like Halloween the movie? Uh, yeah. Billy Crystal improvised throughout the movie, obviously. 
If you watch closely, Ryan laughs out of character and looks at Reiner off camera. <gasps> we gotta watch Ooh, which this. scene was it? Ooh, I'm going to find out. The director decided to keep the scene. Crystal also improvised much of the scene when he admits he loves Sally, including the line, when you realize you want to spend the rest of your life with someone you want the rest of your life to start as soon as possible. It's such a good he line. He made that up. It's such a good line. Aww. The real-life bookstore uh-huh. where Harry and Sally met for the third time inspired... You've Got Mail, the bookstore, the movie about the bookstore, which oh, is, of course, yeah. like a... It's a remake, but they made it a bookstore for that mm-hmm. reason. I did. When they met in the bookstore, I was like, hmm. I was like, I know this plot. Um, no one expected when Harry met Sally to be a hit. The film was up against summer blockbusters, such as Batman. Whoa. Ghost bumper... <laughs> Bumpers? <laughs> Ghost... <laughs> Or bumper Ghostbusters 2, License to Kill, and uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Dang, no is wonder. What it, was up against. Uh, it opened in only 41 theaters, grossing a million, and then it opened nationwide on July 21st. And the rest of the romantic comedy is history. Nice. Okay, let's the scene that he. Yeah, I want to know what the scene is and see if I remember it. Okay, how long is this clip? At, oh. at the 29 second mark is when she looks off camera. Like this. I think I kind of know what you mean. Waiter, there is too much pepper on my paprikash. There is too much pepper on my paprikash. On my paprikash. But I would be proud to partake of your pecan pie. <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. That's so good. She does. She looks right off camera and just keeps going. I just assumed it was one of those things where you're just like, what? Would you like to go to the movies with me tonight? Also, how does she make glasses on a chain so charming? So pretty. <laughs> like, no one else could have done that. No. Nobody. She's perfect. She's so great. Uh, yeah. So you like this movie? I do. I like it a lot. Good. I think this is definitely going to be added to my, like, rainy day. Like It's such a good rainy day movie or, like, it's, like, just comes on TV yeah. on, like, a Saturday and you're like, well. I'm like, I just want to hear some really, sometimes I just want to, like, listen to people have smart dialogue with yeah. each other. Like, I really this just want to listen to, like, smart people talk. For that. It's so good. I'm so, so glad great. that I know that that little clip is in there where she, like, looks off <laughs> camera. Yeah. And keeps going. <laughs> Yeah. It's perfect. It's pretty great. I love it. Well, I guess so, we'll go and we'll watch a crummy movie. <laughs> I do. I made a list of these once on a blog I used to have. I don't think it's up anymore. But of all my favorite, like, side couples in movies and shows, they're my favorite. Jess and Marie. Yeah. I love yeah. them. I love the part about the fi- baby fish mouth. <laughs> baby fish mouth. <laughs> it's just so great. Oh, baby talk, that's not a saying. Oh, and baby fish mouth is? Sweeping the nation. <laughs> Sweeping the nation. <laughs> baby fish mouth. I just love Jess and Marie so much. They're so great. I love the part after the split screen phone call, and she's like, tell me I'll never have to be out there again. And he's like, you will never, you will never have to be out there again. <laughs> goes, and it's like so... Unconventionally I, romantic. I promise you, <laughs> I will never want 
that cartwheel table. <laughs> <laughs> that wagon wheel table. I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, I will, this will never be we'll an argument. We'll never fight over this, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. They're great. Um, They're really great. So how many Channings do you give this movie? I give it nine. Nine out of ten. Nice. I'm going to give it nine out of ten also. Oh. It's pretty great. I love it. Practically perfect. In every way. Yeah. <gasps> it's so close. It's coming. It's only a couple mm. more months. So yep. exciting. Ready to wrap this up? Yeah, let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up like a good baby fish mouth. <laughs> Hey, everybody. Thanks to you for listening to this episode of Pod Cardi. What? I'm so mad. Pod Well, we made it this far, though. I'm proud of us. any of this remotely tantalizing you can go watch the movie yourself you can also check us out on instagram and twitter at viewing party pod you can also look for show notes and funny things and photos of celebrities nope that's never gonna happen someday i'm gonna hack into that website and i'm gonna be like i didn't know i was doing i'm sorry it's just a foot with the header <laughs> Uh, that's viewingpartypod.com uh, you can also hear more information about the Columbus Podcast Festival that's coming up next year in April at the Columbus Podcast Festival.com in addition <laughs> you can hear about more ladies podcasting like Matilda the Cat <laughs> she is such an angry face it's really funny uh, use the hashtag LadyPodSquad to find more podcasts run by ladies that are sometimes smarter than us, but not always cuter. <laughs> Until next time, I'm Katie. I'm Wesley. This has been you Viewing Cardi. Pod Cardi. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that I did that, but it's fun.